things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome to week eight edition of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. Packers lose to the Bills. Not a huge surprise. 17 to 27. Now they have a three and five record after four losses in a row. Dang those freaking injuries. We'll start with the bad news. Why don't you? <laughs> well, that was the, what do you want me to start out and say? Hey, we scored 17. <laughs> there you go. And unfortunately they scored 27. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you feel about the game overall? Well, you know, I'm trying to see uh, some glimmers of hope here and there, but um, I didn't really know what to expect going in there with the Bills at home. They're they're a dynamic team right now. They got uh, so many weapons, and so um, obviously not surprised we lost. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of. Packer fans online kind of trying to find silver linings from this game and kind of some moral victories. I I think there is some things we can point to as good news or that was good to see. But overall, you know, it wasn't great. We did well in the running game, but part of that is because we were behind and, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to play for the pass and, it's great that we were running the ball. They're one of the top rush defenses, but you don't really come back from deficits by running the ball. No, not especially when you got a offense like theirs, yeah. so they can crank it up again if they need to score more points. And it's also not a good sign if you're only running the ball because that's the only thing that's working. That's the only thing we can do. So, well, now we are tied with the Bears in second place at three and five Ooh. Vikings. Are now six and one. And by the way, in case you missed it, the Packers shocked the football world and did not make any moves before the trade deadline. Yeah, I was gonna have a whole thing about that, but but that's okay. That's okay. That's a, I took just that little <laughs> you, line there. You stole my thunder. Okay. <laughs> no, Throw you it good. out. Um yeah, it, I mean, so we're we're These are the guys we're moving forward with. You thought, you know, we've never really done much on the trade deadline. No. Um, But you would have thought if there was any season that we would, this would be the one. And from what I've seen, they were trying to make some moves. um, But I don't think they were necessarily trying hard enough. Um, We did see some good stuff out of Romeo Dubs in this game. He had a really nice catch. Uh, for that touchdown. Oh, that Samari, was crazy. It was. Uh, Samari Toure got in there for like the first time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, had a nice 37-yard touchdown from Rodgers. Rodgers had a number of deep passes that looked pretty good. So that was one of the silver linings. I'd say we've had so many issues in the deep 
uh, deep passing game. So to see that work out was nice. But the main uh, person I saw them going for was Chase Claypool from the Steelers. Mm -hmm. And he ended up being traded, but traded to uh, the Bears instead. And I saw that we both offered a second round pick for him. Mm -hmm. And they went with the Bears because they're assuming their pick will be higher in the draft. Yeah, I'm going to send you my my game notes. That's exactly what I have done. So you stole my thunder. Uh, I mean, I would have later on asked you what you thought of the trade deadline and you could have done all your notes willy nilly. Um, my glasses are breaking by, by the way. Mm -hmm. So forgive me him. The, the lenses are falling out. And it was a very busy trade deadline. You know, a yeah. lot of people moved around. I think most in the history of trade deadline week um, for trades and guys moving around. So people were willing to make moves. One of the guys I thought we might look at going for, did you hear the drama around Brandon Cooks with the Texans? No. So he's bounced around a lot um, in his career. A lot of trades. And he wanted out of Houston. And then, so he wasn't traded at the deadline. And three minutes after the deadline passed at 1 p.m., he tweeted out, apparently, uh, uh, I can't, it's something along the lines of, I've been patient up to this point, um, but you don't mess with someone's career like this. So now all the skeletons are going to come out of the closet and all the lies are coming out. <laughs> it's like, so I, I don't do you, know. He seems pretty upset. That the skeletons are going to come out. I mean, I don't know. I know there was a lot of stuff around um, Deshaun Watson. You know, all that, most of that happened when he was on the Texans and them kind of sweeping under the rug or even helping him in a lot of areas. And I think they've mm -hmm. kind of through trading him gotten themselves out of the spotlight when it comes to that. So that would be my first guess. Are they keeping him just because they they're planning on using him next year or what's the deal? I have no idea. He made it sound like it was like a out of spite thing. So who knows? Hmm. But someone whose attitude is like that doesn't really seem like they're going to be a huge contributor to the team. No. No, no, and not a very good locker room presence either. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the big trades that did happen as far as how it affects the Packers is we had an in-division trade from the Lions trading TJ Hawkinson, number eight overall tight end, I think in 2018's draft, um, to the Vikings. Yeah, so they're, I didn't like seeing that. But... Trying to load up in that passing attack. They, um, that's kind of telling me that the uh, Lions are kind of moving on from this season. Yeah. And I mean, I think they, they haven't been happy with how invested they are in Hawkinson. You know, they gave him a pretty, he has a decent contract. He has the fifth year option that they did sign up for. And the next contract with, you know, he hasn't fully hit his potential that we've seen, but he'll still be one of the, top tier tight ends to demand a pretty big contract. Now I don't think they wanted to invest in that. So they, they sent them to the Vikings. Um, they must be pretty buddy, buddy between those two front offices. 
Lions and Vikings mm-hmm. because you don't see interdivision trades much. No. And now they they've done this one and they had the big trade on draft day that the Lions traded down in the first round with the Lions for them to go up for their pick. Yeah, it's um it's every year though, pretty much you look at it and especially this year, I know a lot of people got their hopes up saying they're gonna have to do something. They have to do something. Even if it's you're uncomfortable with what you have to give up. But mm-hmm. I don't know, Goot's pretty uh pretty much uh, got his heels dug in and stuff like that. But if it's true that they were trying to get Chase uh Claypool, I think that um you know, I appreciate that. And you can't blame him for um the Pittsburgh Steelers thinking, hey, chances are real good. The Bears are going to have a worse record than the Packers, and so we'll get a better second-round pick. Um, and they don't care who it goes yeah, to. Yeah, but do they make that decision and just go, okay, here, here he is, Bears? Or do they call the Packers back and say, hey, we're going with the Bears for this reason. Do you have anything more to offer? No. Well, you, okay. you call both teams and you say, is this your best offer? Exactly. So I I think there's always a chance we could have done more if we really wanted to invest in this season. Um, And it just seems like, I don't know. It's it's interesting. You sound bitter. Wow. You sound so bitter. I'm not bitter. I just think, (laughs) uh, you know, I think they could have made something happen multiple times now. You know, they could have more in free agency. They could have more with trades at this point. And so it's like, you know, we well, I hate when it comes down at. to the last second. Okay, you know, um, was it one o'clock Eastern time is the deadline, and so it's like, you know, you had we're in week eight here. That's where all the bargaining power is. The eleventh hour. Yep. But I don't. What what else you think would give him a second round and a player? Because you're not going to give him a first round. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, second round and add on like a fifth or something. Who knows? Hmm. Um, or a conditional pick. I just think there there's ways to have made it happen if we felt like we have a chance of going all the way this season, we would have gone all in. But, I mean, it's typical Packers at the trade deadline. There's mm-hmm. that famous clip of McCarthy in the press conference uh, where they asked him what what's the chatter in the front office about the tra- trade deadline on Thursday, and McCarthy's like, well, next Thursday. They're like, no, it it's this Thursday. He's like, really? It's this week? <laughs> I forgot about that one. That must have been. <laughs> I saw something on Reddit. I I it was too busy. I didn't have a chance to look at the clip. But mm-hmm. um, so how yeah. do you feel about it? How do you feel with the team moving forward? We're three and five. We have well, not eight games left. Nine games because of the extended season. Mm-hmm. So if we win out, that's 12 and five. Lose a couple, that's, you know, maybe 11 and ten six, and 10 and seven. It's a weird year. A lot of teams in the middle, we could still make the playoffs with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm still not sold on some of these teams like the Vikings look really good, but we both know that they can go really bad quick too. So, and there's other teams as well that, you know, they've, they've done well. They got the momentum. But as soon as that momentum shifts, it's the same thing Aaron's talking about. We just need one win. And I'll tell you what, if we don't win against the Lions this weekend, <laughs> uh, that's not so good. That's pretty much it. Yeah, we'll see. According to 538, 
um, a website famous for their both their sports projections with statistics and also political. Uh, Packers currently have a 24% chance of making the playoffs. I'll take it. You take it? I'll take it. I actually, so I just typed it in here to look, and I thought it would be lower. I was thinking it would be under 20. So there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. Yeah. Should we talk a little more about the game? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, you know, not looking good after the first half, even. We go into halftime, it's 24-7 Buffalo. They had a big second quarter with 17 points. Um, and it was kind of everything we expected to see. Like, coming out in the beginning, I, I was a little hopeful. You know, we both talked about, like, you know, maybe they can steal the win. Maybe they're going to play up to their competition. And Buffalo gets the ball to start the game, and we get a three and out. And it's like, okay, you know, maybe there's something mm-hmm. here. Um, then we get the ball back. We stall. Um, but after a penalty, it makes it fourth and three kind of at midfield, and they go for it. And it's like, okay, we're playing aggressive, but I, I didn't have a good feeling about that fourth and three. You know why? Because we don't convert fourth downs this year. We are the lowest in the NFL. Are we? Oof. Um, yeah, and immediately the the pocket collapses and Rodgers makes an errant throw. Um, so that that was frustrating to see. And it was kind of, you know, downhill from there. We were running the ball well, but we were not doing much to stop them when they had the ball. They were just moving down, doing what they need to do and scoring touchdowns for the most part. Uh, we did ho- hold them to three points in the second half. Um, part of that is I think our defense did step up with some interceptions you know, a couple stops, a couple interesting throwing decisions by Josh Allen in that second half. But in a few ways, I also feel like they just kind of took the foot off the pedal in the second half. The Bills did. Mm-hmm. Um, and we came out kind of feisty. Um, <laughs> there, One play that ended up being really big was that I think it was in the third quarter. Robert Tunyon caught a touchdown and... Uh, I think that at the time would have made that, it. That must have been the fourth quarter because we didn't score a touchdown in the third. No, it was third. Um, it would have made it, I think, 17-27 at that point in the third quarter. And then they called it back for, um, oh, Okay. was it offensive pass interference or like oh, it was... to the face or something? And it was such a ticky-tack BS call. Second week in a row we've had that. I know. And and watching it's like, man, like finally have some momentum, maybe have a chance of doing this, and just that to have that kind of call. Right. Reverse it. And that's where you wish you could challenge it and actually have a chance of them changing their decision. Because when you know personal fouls were challengeable before we saw they never changed their mind. Um, but if we could get that system working, that's exactly the kind of play where you would challenge it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think that if uh, reversing a scoring play would be kind of a no-brainer to make that a challenge. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're, they've got their heels dug in on this. They don't want to get embarrassed again like they did with the pass interference challenges. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that was frustrating. Um, but, you know, as I think Rodgers overall played pretty well in this game. A lot of times where he was rushed and the pocket kind of collapsed. But he did oh, have a lot some of, of times, those. like almost every time. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he did have some of those big time throws though. Um, when he had a clean pl- pocket, he was playing well. He ended um, 19 of 30, 203 yards, two touchdowns and one interception and sacked twice. Um, so that was good to see. And then the other thing we kind of touched on is the rushing game. Um, we rushed for 208 yards in this game when we have been struggling all year just to get the guys, the carries. And it's frustrating that we did it well playing from behind. Mm. We finally start handing the ball off, but it was 20 carries for Jones, 143 yards, and Dylan had 10 carries for 54. So not bad. And some really, really nice runs by Jones. Dylan was running hard. Every time it hit him, it seemed like he went for two or three more yards before he went down. And mm-hmm. Jones was really making some nice cuts, some nice reads. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Your earlier comment that they seemed to have more energy, um, and I felt like they kind of fought to the end more than mm-hmm. they have this year. So those are positives. I um, I just uh, gosh, our our the pen or the um, the injuries and our offensive line just looked like a sieve. Man, oh man, it was it was not good. We just guys were totally missing their assignments again and weren't even touching defenders. I still could not understand. And we've said this multiple times in the season. I know, but I don't know why John Runyon is starting. Why is, why do they not see him there? All these mistakes every week, you know, on a lot of big plays and not decide they have to do something different. He can't be the lesser evil at this point. You got to do something. And he's just causing mistake after mistake. And it's, um, I believe he has pictures on LaFleur. And so he can't, yeah, he, he's, he's going to pull the them Dan out. Then he's going to say, all strategy. right, it's going on social media, baby. Learning from so. Snyder. <laughs> there you go. Uh, one highlight. As far as the offensive line goes, um, Bakhtiari played pretty much the whole game, and he did look really good. Mm-hmm. The left tackle position, he really locked it down. Um, he didn't allow a single pressure over 34 pass-blocking snaps and looked really good in the run game. But our right side completely deteriorated every time. I mean, even yep. our center. Myers didn't look good at center. Nope. John Runyon, who we talked about, is the right guard. And then Yash Nijman, the human typo at right tackle. <laughs> Um, gave up two pressures and a sack and also did not do well in run blocking. No, no. You know, I, one of the things I had down, I got, I went through like I typically do going through different websites and stuff and trying to gather information and stopped at cheesehead TV and they had down, um, um, good, you know, this is, this is everything defense offense. Um, Alexander had a good game. Um, Second half defense, yes, but I don't know how much of that was them just taking their foot off the gas, and it allowed us to play better. Um, I agree with you that Aaron played better. Um, rookie receivers stepped up. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think. Uh, I mean, Samari Touré is an undrafted free agent. Even like he, we didn't even draft him. Or was he seventh round? Maybe I don't know. One of those. Um, but so he had a 10 point loss, not playing very good at 
probably I, you could argue that maybe the number one team of the NFL right now playing at home. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's uh you mentioned Jair Alexander playing well. It was interesting because there was so much jarring back and forth with him and Stefan Diggs. Like you even mm-hmm. saw them coming out of the tunnel. Diggs went up to him. It was like guy getting in his face as the Packers came out of the tunnel. And Alexander did not line up on Diggs the whole game. Pretty much. I don't get this. I don't get that. He, he was on Gabe Davis, um, James Cook, Dawson Knox, but he was never over on uh, Diggs. Um, Diggs. And Alexander, he he was targeted five times in the past game, allowed zero completion. So like you said, um, he had a good game. He had the interception in the red zone. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what, a lot of what we've talked about is put him on their best guy. And, you know, that's obviously Diggs, who ended up going six catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it, but there's not going to be any coordinator changes before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I have I been hearing that there's player talk around frustration with the defensive scheme and tactics and play calling. And it's like, well, that's pretty hard to get buy-in from your defensive players if they don't trust in the play caller. Exactly. I agree. Uh, some of the bad stuff, uh, of course, our defense of the first half. Special teams, we missed a, a field goal. That was... Uh, Is that um, our first of the season? I, I can't say for sure. You're the, you're the stats guy. I don't know. I think that's Crosby's first missed field goal of the season. And then we had... Bad bad, hold, bad snap and hold on it, though. Yep, or yep. Mainly a bad snap. So on such a long field goal, I think it was 55 yards. You need that clean <laughs> snap to give him a chance. Well, and the one we made, it was still a bad snap and hold, too. It's like... Feel like a come on Col- Col- last year. What? That that's our long snapper's name, Coco. Uh, Coco, I'd, I'd like a little Coco. Some Coco. warm milk and um, and then we had a nice return that got called back because of a holding call. That w- that's forty yards that we uh, we lost on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the refs really seemed like they were enjoying Buffalo's success. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I just don't want to dwell on that touchdown they called back but man if you're going to call that they missed a heck of a lot of calls mm-hmm. um and then the ugly did we miss do we have uh, stats for how many tackles we missed how many 16? tackles we missed yeah i'm I not sure I okay i mean it was a lot and and it's just that's an issue um we still can't really figure out the run defense or defensive line. Eh. Uh, like I said, injuries. And then that stupid penalty last week, it was Stokes this week, Walker. I mean, that was just a moronic move on his part. He gets, he's out of bounds. The guy behind him was trying to help him up. And then he turns around and shoves him. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. I know I when they showed it again, somebody we were trying to see their cool. If he did something or said something to it, but it didn't look like it. it looked like he was just helping him up and yep. then he shoved him. And it doesn't and matter if he said anything to you. You do not do that. Yeah. He he has seemed very remorseful about it. You know, he talked after the game. He had a press conference, I think, the next day and stuff. And 
Um, but yeah, you just can't do that. And, and it ended up being huge because we need those speed guys in the middle, especially against a talented uh, receiving core like Buffalo. And so we lose Quay Walker. Um, but then later in the game, we lose Devondre Campbell to a knee injury. Mm. Um, who's the yeah, other? It, so now we have n- neither of our inside linebackers. Um, but even before that, Campbell was not having a good game. Um, you talked about missed tackles. He missed a few or at least one that I can think of. Um, and he gave up, let's see, three completions um, over 23 snaps. But yeah, not great day for Campbell. And then he leaves with a knee injury. And looking at the injury report, he's also not practicing with that knee injury. So we might not see him with the Lions. Yeah, that's great. Good to hear that. <laughs> um, by the way, I was talking to your mom today and she's listening to last week's podcast. Yeah, and she she's like, boy, that's uh, you guys were kind of have, she goes, I know we lost, but you know, you didn't sound, I'm like, what do you want us to do? Rah, rah, we lost. Um, I said it was our third one in a row. So and against the team, we thought for sure we were going to be able to turn it around before we had to go play the bills. So, but if you want to make your mom happy, rah, rah, the loss. All right. Sounds good. Um, in the receiving game, uh, just to touch on some of the receivers here, we talked about dubs. He had four catches, 62 yards, and then that beautiful touchdown catch, very athletic. Um, and after a week where he had a few drops, it was nice to see Rogers still going back to him and then him stepping up, you know, to make some plays. Uh, Samari Toure had that 37 yard touchdown. We talked about, he also was targeted three other times, but only had that one reception. Uh, Big Bob, 35 yards on five catches. And then Amari Rogers had a really nice catch down the left side on the sideline over the shoulder of the defender. Also a really nice throw from Rogers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was fun to see. He's, I mean, he's really getting his chances in the receiving game now with Cobb out. So he has to do everything he can to make the most of it and prove why he should be on the field. He should not be fielding punts. However. I agree. I agree. Well, it was amazing. <clears throat> was that like the first series that Christian Watson went down with a concussion? Yeah. He just crumbled. He just like, just had a ball. It's like, and I looked at your mom and I go, okay, he's done. Hopefully it's only one week. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, that not you know, ever good. since the Tua thing, they're not letting guys back on the field after any kind of head injury. So you knew he wasn't coming back, but hopefully it's not too serious. You know, he's mm-hmm. been dealing with the hamstring. Now this, it's, he missed uh, preseason and training camp with the knee thing. It's like he he has not had much time to get yeah. things going, to get things figured out. So who knows um, what we'll see from him. It's been kind of a bummer on the Christian Watson front all yeah. season. Well, we got, uh, you know, it's we're recording on Wednesday, and so these injury reports are kind of, yeah. but anyway, didn't practice today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Akhtari, Campbell, um, Gene Charles, Jenkins, and Christian Watson. Limited was uh, Lazard, Rogers, Aaron Rodgers, and Preston Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Trying to look at run down the defense here, what we have to look at. Not 
too much that jumps out to you? Because like you said, we didn't have a great first half on defense. We talked about how Jair played well. Um, TJ Slayton had a pressure and also played well in the run defense. Um, before Quay Walker was ejected, he was having a decent game, five tackles and a forced fumble. Uh, Reed, Jaron Reed, the defensive lineman, had three pressures, two QB hits, and two run stops. And then Devontae Wyatt, who we've wanted to see have better games as our first-round draft pick, um, played 10 snaps and had a pretty pretty good run defense in it. Okay. Um, you got a game ball? We're going to game ball. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> and now it's time for the game ball. Game ball goes to left tackle David Stonewall. Bakhtiari is not allowing a single pressure and run blocking very well for Aaron Jones and Dylan. Good job. Good job, David. And uh, also congratulations on one of the best numbers in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, I guess that's one positive out of the uh, offensive line but, and Kind of nervous with the guy. I feel like he's just right on that teetering of it wouldn't take much for him to be out of the game for for, for a couple of games or yeah. the rest of the year. It just our our left guard also didn't play bad. Zach Tom was in there at left guard next to Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. Um, he did allow two pressures at points in the game, so that's obviously not great. But he looked really good run blocking because cool. a lot of our runs were going to that left side, and we were having a lot of success with it. All righty, David, just uh, give us the uh, keypad numbers for your mansion, and uh, we will place the Nerf football on your palatial kitchen counter. (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely getting paid plenty. (laughs) All those solid left tackles are Mm -hmm. protecting the quarterback. All right. Uh, Let's see, what else did I have here? Oh, all right. do you want to talk about some of the games coming up? Uh, or no, just talking about the games that happened. Yeah, I, I can run through the picks. Um, okay. And then we can sweep up anything you want to talk about. Uh, let's see. Ravens at Bucks was our Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. We both thought the Ravens would win it. The Ravens win 27-22. And then we had our final London game of the season. The London series is wrapping up. And we had Broncos at Jaguars. And we both thought the Jaguars would win it and the Broncos take it home. Close game, Mm 21-17. Dolphins at Lions. I believed in the Campbells and they let me down. Dolphins (laughs) win 31-27. You win that, that pick. Close game, but you win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardinals at Vikings. I believed in you, Kyler Murray, and you also let me down. <laughs> Mike wins that one by picking the Vikings who take it home 34 26. 
And then we both thought the cart the Cowboys would beat the Bears. Cowboys win convincingly, convincingly 49 to 29. Uh Packers at Bills. I took the Bills, you took the Pack, so I get one back there. Boo. And then we Boo. Hey, I have I'm I'm fighting for survival in this right now. So I have to do what I have to do. Uh, and then we have Monday night football. Bengals at Browns. We were both sure. Obviously, Bengals are looking great. They're going to win this one convincingly. Great. And the Browns destroy them 32 to 13. Yeah. Cuz no one knows what the heck is going on in the NFL. What's the uh, was Joe Burrows the quarterback for for uh, the Bengals? Yep. He had a comment after the game. He said, "I, I don't think he's he's beaten the Browns yet, I'd, or or it's been like three or four games in a row or something." He said they always play us tough. So, but yeah, they're division rivals, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. The uh, uh, Ch- Chiefs and Chargers are on a bye, by the way. Okay. Two things of note for me and some other games is we've been talking about the New York, New York teams being so successful. Uh, obviously, the Bills continued to win, um, but the six and one Jets and the six and one Giants both went down this week. Jets lost to the Patriots and Giants lost to the Seahawks. Seahawks having a surprisingly good year. They had yeah. almost no expectations around them. And I Pete agree. Carroll has really rallied that team. Geno Smith is looking Geno Smith. really nice. And so it's it's interesting to see. It's been a weird year. That's kind of like what I was saying earlier. You know, these teams that are with one loss, um, you know, we get to the middle part of the season, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, now now we're starting to see who's who's who. But uh, we'll see. That's right. Eagles moved to seven and zero, still undefeated, with their victory over the Steelers. Uh, so they continue to fly. And one other game I really wanted to touch on here is the 49ers over the Rams. 49ers kind of laid a smackdown, especially in the second half, 31 mm-hmm. to 14. And the big news there, you know, a couple of weeks ago was them trading for Christian McCaffrey. And he played a little bit last week, but he was pretty much all in this week. And he just destroyed the Rams. <laughs> he had a really nice receiving touchdown, like stretch, stretching out catch in the end zone, a running touchdown, and then a really nice passing touchdown where he threw like a rainbow down the sideline right into the receiver's arms. I'm like, yeah, you know, that that's why you make the trade. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 49ers have been kind of underperforming this year. I think they were three and four. So now they're four and four. But you know, they go in with McCaffrey, and I think they'll be real contenders into the year. I would agree. I would agree. Rams are just kind of that, that Super yeah, Bowl hangover is really bit. hitting them. Mm-hmm. One yeah, of the I, bottom offenses right now. Really? Right there with us? Yeah, they were the bottom offense going into this week. I don't know where they factor in at the moment. Uh, well, I think that about covers the games. Do you have any others? No, no, you got them. All right. All right. Let's look ahead. Oh, and then, so what we're looking at is we went into this week, Mike plus three, 
You got two correct that I got wrong, and then I got Bills over Pack. So it's now Mike plus four. Everything is backwards. Everything is upside down, and it continues to be Storm Clouds in Packer land. <laughs> Not on this side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Ready to move on? We got uh, games coming up uh, this week. We got Thursday, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. The Eagles. 7-0 against the 1-5-1 and and Texans. You're taking the Texans, I guess. Yeah, I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a huge game. We'll joke around about it, and it'll be the one loss for the Eagles. <laughs> it probably will be, knowing the it's, NFL. Uh, it's so easy to do in sports where you, you go in and you're feeling great. Texans are just in shambles, and somehow mm-hmm. they pull it off. Especially with football, you know, the mm-hmm. tide can turn so quickly any given Sunday, as they say. Uh, so I got the Eagles. Same here. Okay. And then what do we got? We uh, got Green Bay at Detroit. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Green Bay. Homer picks Green Bay once again. I and see Sean's that. picking the Lions because he's not a Homer. <laughs> no, I'm picking the Pack. <laughs> I, I think I'm I feel good about us winning this game. You know, we did show life against the Bills, even though it was a loss. And John, this is against the fighting Campbells. I know. And even though I don't know if I would call it a moral victory, I think that the team themselves, the Packers themselves, will find a lot of things to kind of hang their head on after that loss and maybe try to turn things around. Um by the way, as far as the trade deadline, did you see Rogers thought they would be trading? For a wide receiver, he had the yeah. impression from the front office. He was on the Pat McAfee show, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm expecting to hear some news while we're on the show. It's going to be exciting." And then just yeah. crickets. Yeah, and you don't know. I mean, who uh, they might have been reaching out to some other folks too. We don't know. They don't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Packers over the Lions, and then we yeah. have Vikings at the Commanders. This could be an interesting game because commanders are getting better each week. Did you see Dan Snyder hired U.S. Bank to help sell the team? Well, they're not sure. I heard it was either that or looking to get some minority investors. So I thought he didn't like minorities. I don't. don't. <laughs> I tell you, who yeah. Um, I could also see it him doing it because there's so much pressure for him to sell the team and then setting the price something crazy high no one will buy and then he go, throws his hands up and he's like well I tried well it's pretty well known with the you know within <laughs> a couple uh you know 10 20 million what these teams are worth I think I saw he bought them back in like 1998 for like 800 million now they're worth like 5.3 billion that's a good so, investment. I want to I want to return on my money like that. Yeah, no kidding. I got the so, Vikings. Uh same here. Oh boy, we're picking down the line. Dolphins I, at Bears. Why would I go different? That's true. You copycat. <laughs> uh Dolphins. Dolphins, okay. Well, and you? I picked the Lions last week to upset the Dolphins, and they let me down. But this week, I think the Bears got it. I trust in the Bears, the fighting Justin Fields. 
Give me the Bears to beat the Dolphins at home. Okay. They, you they heard have it looked, here first. They have looked a little resurgent. You know, they've gotten playing to Justin's uh, strengths a little bit more. Khalil Herbert's looking really good. They got David Montgomery back. We'll see. I think they, I don't think it's a given if I was the Steelers that the Bears pick will be higher in the draft than ours this year. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of sad to say as a Packer fan because you never want to give any kind of accolades to the Bears. um, Justin Fields being turned loose a little bit. My, oh my, uh, Josh Allen, man, when he decides he's going to run and put his shoulder down, <laughs> that boy is big and powerful. Yeah. And and, and he's like an agile uh, Big Ben. And uh, he's a, he's a, I, I think he's a much better player than Ben ever was, but uh, he's good. Yeah, he's, uh, he's fun to watch. He, he'd be fun to have on your team as mm-hmm. a fan. You know, he had that huge third down 30 yard run or 20 something like that like crazy long run to get the first mm. down which was a killer for us mm-hmm. but you know he takes a big hit on the end of it and he pops up kind of jarring and then uh Is that at all one, you got Is that yeah. all you got <laughs> and at one point who let me look who got the sack um i think it was Brazil Douglas or uh, it was either him or Eric Wilson but they sacked him pretty big at one point Mm-hmm. on a big hit and Josh Allen just popped right back up and wanted to fight him. <laughs> and the guy didn't do anything besides his job. <laughs> it's like, he, he's, he's taking after he's Tom gamer, Brady. You know, he he's, he's out there to out there to play. So we got one more. We got two more. Oh. We got Sunday night, Monday night, Sunday night is Titans at chiefs. Now this, this is a game where it could be just stellar. Two five and two teams, um, and I'm not sure how good the Chiefs' run defense is because the Titans, um, that's kind of all they are right now, and until mm-hmm. they get their quarterback back. But um, I don't know. It could be a good game. I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. Be. Going Chiefs. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I don't know. Let me look up. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Titans I was going to say, like, it really depends report. on Tannen, Tannehill being back. Like, if he's back, I have, I'm have i down to take the Titans, but... Uh, let me look here. Week uh, 9. Friend Tannehill, limited practice with his ankle. So that's, he's out there. Ah, <clears throat> uh, who knows? I'll take the Titans. I don't feel great about it, but I got to get some back. I'm going Titans. All righty. And then we got Monday night football. Ravens in New Orleans. Nolens. Nolens. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Going Ravens. You sure about that? There's some feisty saints over there. They're feisty. They're spicy. (laughs) All right. I'll go Ravens too. (laughs) If you change your mind, let me know. Okay. (laughs) So Uh, you're at plus four 
in the Pick'em, and we differ on two games this week. So be ready to only be plus two. All right. You uh, you say so. Just looking at um, coming up, we got, of course, the Lions. <clears throat> it's a noon mm-hmm. game, by the way, for us in Central Time. By the way, we're... Um, and going, no TJ Hawkinson. Uh, going to uh, Daylight Savings Time this uh, this weekend. Um, then follow that up with the Cowboys and Green Bay Titans at Green Bay. Um, and the Packers go to play the Eagles Packers go to Chicago Rams come to Lambeau Packers go play the Dolphins Vikings come to Lambeau. And then we finish the year with the Lions in Lambeau. So we got to turn things around quick. Yeah. How are you feeling about the game? Noon game on Sunday, the Lions. They know DeAndre Swift still. He's still dealing with the ankle and shoulder injury. Okay. Um, you know, I'm just sincere in picking them. I think that, you know, sometimes we get some really goofy games in uh, forward field, but um, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic that we should beat a team with only one win, even though they typically lose very close. Mm-hmm. They lose close. They're an energy team. They might have a little extra energy playing the Packers. Oh, sure. Also, They're looking at also the, the vulnerable. Right yeah, the vulnerable Packers. They'll mm-hmm. see it as a chance to kind of make a name for themselves this season. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I would say 67% chance of us winning. 67%? Yes. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. Do you know folks. what the line is on the game? I don't. I don't know. Let me look. I, I really hope that we can keep our momentum going in the run game and not when we're behind. Right. Let's start out running the ball, pounding it, and see what happens. Well, it'd be uh, really nice to get a win in Detroit and then have some momentum to play the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Packers are three and a half point favorites. So that's not huge. Not huge, but you know, you also get the bump to be at home for so Detroit. It's a six point swing, six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got, brother. I think we got it. I think we've lost enough games in a row that we're also going to have some energy coming out there to turn this around. That's what we need. We need LaFleur. You know, we've talked about he needs to be that leader who can get them pumped up, get them playing hard. And if, the, if you know, you can't do it now, I don't know what we're looking at for this season. I agree 100%. I don't know. Everybody uh, keep your fingers and toes crossed. Happy thoughts. Do good things. Join the Facebook and... group, Bleeding Green and Gold. We've had a few new people the last yeah. couple of weeks. Welcome to the group. We're happy to have you. Yeah, and as always, we uh, really appreciate you listening in, no matter where in the world, or maybe even outside, listening from a different planet. (laughs) That's what I was trying to do. I just had kind of a random noise come out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's old. It's an old show. That's why. Yeah, I I couldn't think of. I couldn't think of the tone. (laughs) (laughs) That show freaked me out, man twilight zone yeah some of the scenarios they did was just like i remember one they like had this guy he's flying on an airplane 
<clears throat> all of a sudden he looks out. They're, they're in the air. He looks out on the wing, and there's some guy on the wing hanging on. And he's like screaming and yelling, and he's like trying to tell other people, and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, as a little kid, I'm like, oh, this is so wrong. <laughs> you ever see Black Mirror? Black Mirror. Um, I don't know. Kind of a modern take on Twilight Zone, but it's a lot about like how things are going in the future. And um, they they it's really well done. Um, kind of longer episodes. They're not it's like Twilight Zone where they're not um sequential, they're episodic. So each episode's okay. its own story. And uh, they actually stopped making it after season three or four because the world was getting too dark and they didn't think they needed to bring that kind of pessimism into it. Wow. So they're going to wait till things get better. No, I don't. I think the show might just be done. <laughs> Where? What is it on? What is it streaming? I think it's on Netflix. Okay. It's a good show, though. Well, and Netflix is also notorious for just doing two seasons, maybe three. So they don't mm-hmm. have to pay the big bucks if it's successful. So they just exactly. gonna move on. <laughs> All right, man. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Until next week. Go back. Go. <laughs> About to be four and five, baby. Here we come. Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go! Go!